G'day and welcome to Oceanic Gaming Radio, where we pick apart the week's gaming topics, news, reviews, everything in between. We do it with a smile on our face and uh, a bit of banter under our shoulder blade. I don't know. Anyways, <laughs> welcome. How you doing? Thank you for being here. My name is Captain Perth. You can call me Cap or Liam if you want to get really personal. Uh, and alongside me are my good friends, Mr. Tim Grizzly Gaming eighty six and Pav Pavlich Pavlovich. Uh, Pavlovich. Oh, that was, you, that was close. Oh, that feels weird, doesn't it? I don't like that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was like, not, you're not allowed to say Liam. We're going with Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how the frick are we going, fellas? Pav, how are you feeling, buddy? I want to hear Pav's story. Pav had a cracker weekend of a Friday night. Dude, Tell me about that, Pav. What happened? I had a huge yeah. weekend. Um, so for those of you who don't know, um, one of my good friends um, runs a little uh, gaming nerd uh, clubbing event uh, in Perth. Uh, it's called Respawn. Uh, I tend to get up on stage and host the cosplay competition um, at the end of the night. An absolute Sick. blast every time. If you want to check out... Uh, Who was the winner, Pav? Who won oh, the cosplay competition? It was... <laughs> it, it was the... Um, party trooper it was it was a stormtrooper like oh. in neon yellow like with adidas oh. logos pumping a, like a jukebox oh that's actually Absolute pretty joke. dope it was incredible uh if you go ch- check on my um my twitter there's a like a little um tiktok made by the venue and it like encapsulates the night pretty encapsulates well encapsulates the whole night so yeah, that's really good twitter.com or whatever it is slash face I'll chuck a, I'll chuck a link in chat, but um, you can yeah, find we'll it on Twitter in the, in the description socials. of this podcast as well. So if you do want to go and check that out, if you're interested <laughs> in Perth local meetups and shit, you can go. Yeah, and check yeah. Out. yeah, good fun. Um, Sounds like you had a good weekend, dude. Loved it. Take me back. It was one one of the best uh, events I've been to in a long time. Really, really yeah, good. Yeah, nice, dude. Fuck yeah, jam. awesome. And Grizzly, you know how about what you, the, mate? Um, the low light of my weekend was cap. Uh. Seeing no. you for like the fourth weekend in a row. <laughs> Low light? What do you mean? No, I'm kidding, man. I'm kidding. It was actually <laughs> Wait, fucking good, though. That's that's fucking... That, not many people get that privilege. <laughs> <laughs> My wife really no. gets it, though. <laughs> I wanted to bring this up, Cap. How did you rate... So Cap and I, uh, we got a friend over from Sydney at the moment, and um, we went to a burger place that I reckon it was easily top five burger i've ever consumed what would you say oh dude absolutely i would say yeah i can't really think of many burgers that trumps it to be quite honest it was that good so it's a place in in leaderville perth called bad love burger co and um i uh well what did i i got one called a cherry bomb that it was like um what was in mine, Grizz? I can't remember. It was like, it was a, a smash burger. But you, you know when people say smash burgers, it's just a really thin patty. And then this one was like caramelized, like oh, meat yeah. on the edges of the That's patty. That's what was, made them, dude. Oh, like Jesus we've had Christ. other smash burgers, but like the crispiness around the outside of the patty, however however they did that, the caramelization, oh, unbelievable. Absolutely. Yeah. Even the no, chips, cat. 
The chips didn't yeah. need sauce. That's how good oh, they man. were. Well, the chips had the, like that little sort of sweet paprika thing going on with a bit of smoky sweet paprika. It was just orgasmic. Um, but, yeah, no, big fan of it. Absolutely. But um, did you have anything else on on the weekend? I, I did, mate. I, I did. Um, on Sunday, I jammed with my band. We are called the Tonesmiths, and we learned a bunch of new songs, Cap. We, um, we ended up throwing a total of one, two, three, four, five, six new songs into the set list. Um, wow. Eagle Rock. Jesus. A, a country classic, mate. That oh, yeah. goes down pretty well. The Eagles also had their first win West Australian sure. football on the weekend. So oh, also of course. Co- coincides with that. Um, Blinding Lights by The Weekend, Cap. Do you like The Weekend? Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, good one. yeah, I do. I just can't remember how. I know how the song kind of goes, but not quite. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah. it's a good song. Um, Fleetwood Mac song. We, we wanted to learn at least one Fleetwood Mac song. Which so one did you go with? Dreams. Oh, yeah. Do you know Dreams? Yeah, with the... Yeah. Uh, yeah, is that the one that has like the at the beginning? Or is that something? Not that one. Okay. What song's that? Boom ba dum boom boom. That's the music podcast now, you guys. That's it. That's not that one, it's a different one. But I do like that song. But now, Cap, have you seen the Elvis movie yet? No. No, I haven't actually. Okay, so uh, well, it would actually kind of coincide this, but I feel like since the Elvis movie, there's been a lot of talk. Uh, Elvis was on the front of uh, what's that magazine that uh, the homeless people sell cap in Australia? Oh, the big issue. The big issue on the front of big issue everywhere, all over the media. So we learnt a couple of Elvis songs: uh, "Blue Suede Shoes" and "Hound Dog," and both of them rock. They are like really solid songs. They're fucking rock songs, mate. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Um, very cool. Well, that sounds uh, fucking excellent, mate. And what, was that all the songs? Yeah, that was the new ones we've learned. Yep. So we've got three sets. We actually got an upcoming gig in Perth. If anyone would like to come, reach out to me. Yeah. And I can give you the dates. It is free. Anyway, that's another story. Uh, yeah. So we're just, uh, we've got a, we're doing a 30 song, um, a 30 song gig sometime uh, next next month, mid July. So we're just learning. Gig. Yep. Ooh, learning a bunch. Bully. That's a lot of they songs. Asked, they asked for us to exclusively play the oldies, so we had to get rid of the Green Day and the Blink and fucking System of the Down and all the random stuff that is a bit heavier in the set and put in some classics, mate, you know? Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense, mate. Um, now, you've got to tell them about the, the best, well, not the best part, probably the worst part for your guitarist, but <laughs> what, what befell your guitarist. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. Uh Yes. Yeah, so you'd be we like, about- yeah, we had this sick jam and like just completely glossed over this like pretty yeah. hectic part. All right. So the guitarist stepped on a uh, porcupine fish. And when he rang the poison hotline, they were like, yeah, you need to get to emergency immediately because it's like, it's like some of them are really, really poisonous, like kill you poisonous kind of thing. Yeah. So it spined him quite bad. And he took some photos of it. Um, but he got there at like lunchtime and he was there for four hours under observation, essentially. And they've like take photos and did all the stuff. But did they hit come him out all good? No, they didn't do anything like that. It was more of just like a watch and see, I think, waiting to see okay. whether he was uh, going downhill or not. But did his feet blow up or his foot? So he had a, yeah, I'm actually not, he, he looked fine. He didn't show me the sting or anything. From what I understand, that it went in a fair way. It was just like, a, I think like a fair way cap. When I say a fair way, like a good inch or so. Like Must have been a pebble fish, mate. Decent fucking spine, mate. Not quite a, a stonefish yet. A pebble fish. 
Oh my God. <laughs> I'm sorry. You're myself. prepping for the dad jokes, aren't you, Cafe? Prepping for October, mate. Get him out now. Oh my God. I'm not going to be able to fucking stop laughing after that one. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Oh, I need to collect myself. All right. Um, yeah. So, what well, about you? Sounds... What happened? What happened to your? What happened on your weekend, Cap? What else? Sunday, well, Sunday. Um, what did happen? Oh, okay. So, first things first. For those who are worried about me because of my hearing issues I've been having, don't worry. I had a hearing <laughs> test on Friday. The audiologist said I've got amazing hearing. All good. Well and truly within normal limits. It's just um, apparently a lot of people after having had COVID are getting um, now. Someone correct me. Is it tinnitus or is it tinnitus? I don't fucking know. I think it's number t- tinnitus. Tinnitus? Okay, I've been calling it tinnitus, but I kind of thought it was like yeah, a bit I think of a tomato. It's tinnitus. I don't tomato, know. Tomato, tomato kind of thing. But anyways, whatever you like, it's one of those two. So I've had that, and she reckons that um, there's a lot of like post-COVID tinnitus happening. And so she reckons that what happened was it weakened my eardrums probably, and then the gig probably went, and then now I'm now my ears are going all the time. So um, yeah. Anyways, I'll be fine. It could take up to six months to go away, or maybe it'll never go away. So we'll see what happens. Is it still uh, doing yeah. it? It's still no good, Capo. It's still no good. Yeah, still going. Still fuck, man. Still going like a hound dog, mate, as uh, Elvis <laughs> would say. So um, yeah, there Dang. you go. But yeah, so uh, that was that was on Friday night. Um, now caught, obviously caught up with you on Saturday. Sunday was a huge day for me. Um, some of our lattice in our front yard fell down in the last storm we had so uh, my dad came around and gave me a hand to put up a brand new set of lattice did a bunch of plumbing and also went to the gym and by the, mate by the time I was finished we started about 8 eight thirty. it's like five o'clock and I and today I am just super cooked absolutely You're a bit cooked. tired a little yeah. bit uh yeah what, what, so basically I've done absolutely sweet fuck all on this um on this run sheet so Grizz has been the champion today I have gone over this the stories don't you worry guys at home this is going to be a scintillating conversation regardless of Cap's involvement in the crafting of of the run sheet but don't you worry it's going to be great bit of anchorman moments in here Cap bit of anchorman moments for sure which moment was that mate was that the one where the I am Ron him? Burgundy I am Ron Burgundy <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Um, yeah. Anyways, we've got a lot of stuff on the uh, on the agenda, but before I give you guys a bit of a overview of what you can expect in today's show, we just wanted to do a real quick thank you to our wonderful, wonderful Patreons. Thank you so much to Sukai, Moosey, Ho and Honey, Caging Runt, and Sergeant Paul for your ongoing contributions to the OGR coffers. We appreciate it big time, and uh, every single cent. Uh, is going straight to the uh, um, the Stonefish Foundation. So there you go. Um, all right. So what can you expect today? Well, a lot of things have happened. In fact, uh, can you believe it? Gaming news is just such a dynamic industry. Things happening all the time. Um, but yeah, we've got a bit of Final Fantasy 16 news. A few details leaking out of the uh, the leaky boat that is Square Enix. Um, there's a lot of stuff going with Blizzard. Good, bad, ugly. Mostly ugly, to be quite honest. But um, yeah, we'll 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 drop that all on you. Uh, you know soon so uh hang in there uh from software you know the creators of games such as elden ring and elden ring uh they have got some stuff in the works i'm going to tell you all about that as well uh sucker punch uh they're the guys who made ghost of tsushima and i believe they also did that superhero one that's not quite uh infamous um oh yeah 
It's a good game. They did do that. Yep. So they've mm. got some new shit happening too. Uh, and we've obviously got this week's poll and uh, and uh, we've got the poll and, and the quickfire round. So um, so strap yourself in. Um, Pav, actually, I, I just realized we don't have the uh, the poll um, URL in here, mate. So if you could round that up and chuck that in the spreadsheet, that'd be fucking sweet. Thank you. Already Anyways. in the chat. Oh, love you. Love you. Aren't you Might gorgeous? Beautiful. All right. So Grizz, first cab off the rank, my friend. Final Fantasy 16, the brand new iteration that's coming to us mm. this year, I believe. Hopefully. Oh, is it mm-hmm. next start of next year? Either either. Um, it's uh, it's not going to be fully open world. Um, as you know, how does, does well, that bother you? I was curious to know you thought of this, Cap, but I, I, well, I didn't play the last Final Fantasy. Um, I didn't play 15, and that was apparently open world. But the Final Fantasies that I played back in the day, number seven, eight, and nine, they were pretty much how they're describing this one was going to be. So they're kind of saying they're going to be stylized areas which will have freedom to explore within those areas, um, not necessarily open world, but just kind of like, yeah, large, large areas. And that to me sounds kind of, what I experienced through seven in particular, where you get your chocobo and you're kind of cruising around different bits and pieces. Yeah. Yeah. So this wasn't a huge surprise to me. In fact, um, it would have been more a surprise to me if I heard Final Fantasy 16 was open world. What about, what about you, Capo? How how do you feel about this one? Um, I'm glad it's at least partially open world. I, I think, um, in all honesty, I think a lot of the more linear, Final Fantasies have been my least favorite, and I do enjoy a, a, some sort of partial um, open world environment where I can encounter mm. monsters and and do that sort of turn based or you know action turn based JRPG combat that they've got going on. But um, I'm not surprised that um, it's going to be partially open world. Um, I'm glad. I think I think this is probably a better way to. Now this is one interesting thing that uh, the the developers have sort of said about the reasoning behind why they want to do this is because I think it'll kind of help to give players now I'm, I'm literally reading verbatim here. So uh, give players a better feel of a truly global scale. So I guess the idea there is because obviously when you're developing something, there's only so much time you can put in. So if, for example, you know, Elden Ring, I mean, you think about the map, the size of that, it does feel huge, but it doesn't give you the idea that you're on a planet or a couple of different continents. You're on, you feel like you're on an Island. Would you agree, Grizz? Yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree. And, and that's kind of the way that I see it as well. So they, they, uh, I think it kind of works out. It gives you more, I mean, this is going completely different game here, Cap, but when you talk about Pokemon, the new Pokemon Arceus, you talk Absolutely about great open example. world, you kind of lose a little bit of the granularity in those environments when you've got them so expansive and you kind of lose yeah detail and bits and pieces where I think a stylized area that is open, you don't really have that issue because you've, you've got, uh, I guess less that you can focus on to design. So I don't yeah. know. I think, I think this is okay for okay news for this. Uh, it doesn't, not a surprise yeah. to me. Kat, there's another bit in this article that I want to um, focus in on here. So um, Yoshida said that his team have been influenced by triple a open world RPGs although he declined to specify specific titles. I'm going to tell you right now, I bet you it's stuff like Arceus. Oh, I was thinking it was going to be Elden Ring and they might be learning bits and pieces <sighs> well, from that. think about Elden Ring, Ring though. It's one it. continuous piece of area, right? So, I mean, this seems to be deviating a little bit from that. 
I yeah. honestly think they're going to be going something similar to what Arceus does. So it's an, an even Monster Hunter. Like you think about how you have these zones that you kind of go into um, to achieve some kind of task. Um, it does look like so the the kind of general storyline seems to follow this this person who call, who's called a dominant who's going out to <clears throat> possess these things called icons, which are these big gods that inhabit the world and you know people pray to and all that kind of shit. But um, it, and it seems like that's going to sort of take up a lot of the way your combat's going to work in that game. Um, so ultimately, I think I think the different areas, because I think it's suggesting maybe there's about five or six different areas that you'll go through. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of feeling like this is going to be like mini open world exploration areas. Um, and mm. then the focus will be, you know, at the end of that area or what's, once you complete that area or do whatever you're supposed to do there, you're probably going to encounter the icon, which will then open up your combat options because you'll now have all these different powers that are associated with that particular deity or whatever. So, so I think Cap- that's probably how it's going to feel. Specifically uh, around that comment, what inspiration do you reckon that they might have taken? What little snippets and bits and pieces do you think from, say, Monster Hunter World or even Arceus to I think, apply honestly, to, to this, I, I think the way that you travel around, um, because there's another part in this in this article or just in the interview that they had with Yoshida, who is mm. um, one of the main designers, um, just saying that they felt like a lot of the younger generation was kind of um, disconnected from Final Fantasy overall yep. as a franchise, because which is interesting because in my mind, um, Final Fantasy is one of the easiest franchises to get involved with because there's ve- very little fucking continuity between their stories, um, mm-hmm. if at all, a lot of the time. Like, you know, most of the Final Fantasies take place in their own kind of moment in in this sort of shared universe, but really they're all disconnected stories. Um, you know, obviously they have those little elements that kind of flow through, like your chocobos and your summons and all that kind of shit. And mm-hmm. but um, the gods, yeah, I, gods and yeah. stuff, yeah. But I think ultimately, Grizz, as far as I'm concerned, I think what they're going to be going for is maybe trying to emulate some of the more popular open world franchises that have happened recently. So I, I definitely think, you know, things like maybe Arceus, um, just the way that that kind of, interconnection kind of works and how you can choose where you want to go and then off you go do your thing but yeah i I suppose it'll be interesting to see how how the story plays out and how that interacts with the actual open world areas i kept you mentioning that um, and it's in that article as well but the fact that they're looking to leverage off a like a newer player base um just thinking about uh the success of final fantasy online um I wonder whether they're trying to make this game appeal to those who maybe have dabbled in online or are playing online that see this new Final Fantasy release and kind of making making it maybe more accessible with a new story, a bit of a new look, yeah. maybe a slightly new feel uh, to yeah. bring some of those people to to the IP. I definitely uh, think there's going to be some some maybe parallels between online and this new game. I mean, seems like there's a lot of artistic kind of parallels between just some of the design choices for things in online and with this game probably more so in the way that the summons have been designed um but also i believe yoshida is um now maybe i'm getting mixed up but i'm pretty sure he's heavily involved with (laughs) online anyway so i think bringing him online as sorry into the game or 16 Mm. as a design consultant is a smart move because everyone loves that guy um and will just sort of automatically bring um, online players across just because they enjoy what he crafts essentially. So, but I think when it comes down to this kind of idea of onboarding newer players, I think it's going to be really interesting, Grizz, because it looks like the the story is hopefully, in my opinion, hopefully a bit more gritty because I think 
Final Fantasy in in the uh, in the in recent yeah. times has suffered from mm. a bit of cringiness and maybe just a little bit of simplicity when it comes to its stories. So hopefully they can get a bit more complexity and and Absolutely. grittiness to their stories. Even like the voice acting and stuff and some of the art styles as well. You know, a little bit cutesy and. Uh, I guess for a lack of a better verbiage on this, but not very graphic, uh, not very violent and graphic. And the trailer that we saw, the release trailer, definitely looked uh, like it was a bit of a different offering um, yeah. in that respect. Uh, the voice acting was, from what we heard, was really good and it looked a bit darker and a little bit more gritty. And Yeah, yeah. kind of a bit of a Game of Thrones kind of thing going, which I know we've kind of mentioned on the podcast before, but it definitely, you know, there's like moments in that trailer where, you know, there's been a bit of sex involved or something and, you know, they're kind of sitting after they've got, gone at it and um, having a bit of a conversation post-lovemaking. Um, you know, so just, just just the real gritty stuff, you know. Um, so maybe we'll see some some genitals in there. I don't know, Grizz. We'll, um, I doubt it, but we'll see. Um, you know, so neither of us are disappointed that it's shit. not... Neither of us are disappointed it's not open world, Cap, is what we're getting at here. Um, well, I mean, look, it's not that it's not open world. It's just that it's not as open, open world as people probably think it yep. might have been, yep. right? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, mm. it's almost like open world light or mini open world um, or multiple open world. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it all depends on what your, set, your, what, your, what, your, um, what your buy-in when it comes to open world is in terms of like how much scale do you accept when you consider something to be open world? Um, is it just an area that you can roam? Um, because if that's the case, they've got multiple areas that you can roam. Um, you know, when you think about open world for other games, like things like Assassin's Creed and stuff, you know, is it the fact that we've got all these stupid fucking towers that we have to go and climb just to figure out what's going on in the area before we can do anything? It all comes down to your definition and what you accept. So I think ultimately for me, I think this is probably a good way to um, reduce the sameness of... Um, you know, designing an open world area. Um, if you design one single open world area, that's where you've got to persist. Like, I think a lot of games do suffer from this. Like you think about things like, I mean, for me, even Assassin's Creed Odyssey, it was just very islands um, and that's about it really. Whereas something yeah. like this, you can probably have your fire area, your kind of more watery area, you know, and you can kind of have these little really sort of handcrafted mini open world areas that are really nice and detailed and have a really nice atmosphere. So. Agreed. It all, it all comes down to execution, doesn't it, Grizz? We always fucking say that on this podcast. Well, and just matching that up to how the, the trailer looks, Cap, um, looked very detailed and stylized. If you had a big open world that wasn't detailed and stylized, it's going to take away from that game a bit. So, yeah, I think this might be a bit of an intelligent design choice. We'll see how – I guess we'll see how it plays out. Yeah, absolutely. But, um, yeah, I mean, I'm pretty keen for it overall, Grizz. I, um, I really enjoyed Final Fantasy fifteen. I thought it was – um, I actually really enjoyed the movie tie-in as well. I thought that was really good. A lot well, of people this, hated this it. Be my, um, if I was to play this, this would be my re-entry into the series since Final Fantasy yeah. IX. So it's been a long yeah. time for me. Yeah, but I think um, just from what I've seen and, and what I've heard about this, and maybe I'm more involved because we do this podcast and we learn a lot about video games. But uh, yeah, this might be one that I'll pick up as well. And Absolutely. and fruit and my friend. Well, Grizz, next up. Looks like uh, your favourite, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 3 and 4, were due to be remastered and uh, looks like the old, the old, you know, the no no thank you very much after Vicarious Visions, the developers of the recent remakes, were absorbed mm. by Blizzard. So this, probably because is... they were told to work on other things, I would dare say. What do you think? Yeah, do you know what they worked on, Cap? 
They worked on Diablo 2 Resurrected is yeah. what that team went to. This I put yeah. this in here. I know that you're not a massive Tony Hawks fan, but like I had this period of my life when I was a young little skater boy. It is literally all I all I played. And when remakes Tony Hawks 1 and 2 came out, I was really excited for those. And it's not so much, Cap, that Tony Hawks Pro Skater 3 and 4 are axed now. It's more the fact that there is no longer the studio that made those games to develop any further Tony Hawk's games. And from what kind of Tony Hawk was saying, they uh, so where this came about, Cap, was actually a discussion between a Twitch streamer and Tony Hawk talking about the franchise and like, you know, what's happening with the games. So is there going to be numbers three and four remastered? And it kind of came out that essentially no, um, with the, with the uh, Activision Blizzard merger, um, bits and pieces that, the studio uh, behind those games was was uh, disbanded and working on other other projects. So a little bit sad in my heart, Cap, around the loss of such a nostalgic yeah, game for me. Absolutely. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, how did you, did you enjoy three and four more than one and two? Not really, dude. To be honest, the nostalgia uh, lies for me definitely in one and two, and it's to do with everything, to do with like, the soundtrack, um, the way the game plays and everything else. The remasters were excellent by the way they were yeah fucking fantastic a lot of people was, really enjoyed those man they came out at a really bad time though cap because the where they when these games actually came out was when all the blizzard stuff was going down and there was kind of like a there was a big boycott blizzard thing happening at the time i still gave them the light of day and played these games and enjoyed them um but yeah i mean yeah like i say the fact that the remasters aren't coming isn't something that i'm so worried about three and four well i'm just sad that that, Do you that think franchise Chris- it's an absolute no, or maybe in the future kind of thing. I mean, obviously, I, I understand that, you know, when they got absorbed by Blizzard, you know, distribution of resources, like human resources, um, to work on other projects that Blizzard obviously deemed to be more important. But I would have thought that those games, one and like the one and two Tony Hawk remakes would have done pretty well, in my yeah. opinion. I, I don't know what the numbers were like, but... I was actually going to look it up and I completely forgot. I don't know. I, from I assume they did well. They were quite well received in in terms of reviews and the quality of the remaster. Um, yeah. So I can only assume that they did okay. And I know that there was obviously yeah. a bit of a cult following for those games, like you know, sitting behind the uh, even like this, like you were talking. Was it on the last podcast when we were talking about um, the skating game? But like. The soundtrack to the Tony Hawk's Pro Skater songs, if you hear those on some of those songs on the radio, it's like, oh, yeah, I've played this on Tony Hawk's. Like, like it really holds a, a special place for a lot of people. It's the soundtrack. It's just everything. So, I don't yeah. know. Maybe, maybe you're right, Cap. Maybe a couple of years down the track, uh, I don't know, whether, whether Vicarious Visions will, will reform under the Activision Blizzard banner to, to create a skating game or, or, or whatnot. Yeah. But, at the moment, um, yeah, Tony Hawk was pretty adamant that, uh, yeah, d- done for now with no uh, vision in sight to be making uh, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 3 or 4 remakes. So, I tell you what, though, man, they have a really good track record of, of excellent remakes. I mean, obviously, Diablo 2 and, and the Tony Hawk's stuff, but oh, yeah. they also worked on the Crash Bandicoot, uh, Crash Bandicoot Insane ah, Trilogy. Um, is that right? They also, yep, <clears throat> they sure did. Um, they also developed or, well, helped develop um, Guitar Hero um, on all fronts by the looks of things. Um, oh, no, up to Guitar Hero on tour which was when Guitar Hero kind of went a little bit crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Did it? Yeah, okay. Uh, it was just one of those things where, you know, you know when you try and iterate on something so much to the point where it just it just 
is like I don't know, it just doesn't look like anything it used to. But they also did all the Skylanders stuff. Apparently, well, a lot of it helped develop that. Um, but yeah, they've it's, it's very interesting, dude. Very interesting. I'm Dang, just looking at the so- wiki article. And it's actually listing cancelled games in here. Uh, and Tony Hawk's three and four are listed as cancelled. <laughs> is it really, yeah. dude? Listed as yeah, cancelled. That's, that's oh. official Wikipedia material, mate. Wow. So yeah, just go. don't uh, reference it in your uh, academic, uh, you know, uni paper because you'll get I wonder. Up. I wonder if they had sunk their teeth into that project at all and then it was kind of like, ah, oh, we've just got to ditch this one. Or Oh, surely they did, a, mate. It yeah. would have been in pre-production for sure. I mean... <sighs> I'm sure, like the license, like they would have gone, oh, fucking sweet, let's let's run with this, and we'll do yep. one and two, get the get people dipping their toes in, and then we'll do three and four because it'll be an easy mm. sell, you know. But mm. um, yeah, very, to be truthfully honest with you, Cap, I actually don't know if I played Tony Hawk's four. I don't know if that is if I ever if I ever played that. <clears throat> so there you go. So maybe yeah, I don't know. Was well, it literally just called a Tony Hawk? I mean, because dude, I honestly played no skating games because like I can't skate. But um, <laughs> was it called American Wasteland or something, or was it just Tony Hawk's oh, Four? I, can't, I honestly can't remember. I honestly can't yeah. remember now. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, oh, sure. Grizz, at least you've got Skate Four um, on the on the cards. Yep, and there's also that one coming out. Well, the skating game <laughs> that Devolver, looks pretty cool. Digital. Devolver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's yeah. that one called? Um, Something. I have it's it. It's like a, you're yeah. a glass demon on a skateboard, and you're you're not supposed to fall off your skateboard because you'll you'll fucking shatter. Um, uh, bit of yeah. RPG yeah. elements in your in your skating game, which I think is just such a match made in heaven. So I mean, there is there is stuff for skating. Game <laughs> you know what it's called? You know what it's called, Cat? You know what's skate called? story or something? Yes, <laughs> skate story. I just remembered off the top of my head yeah. as you said that. Yeah. <laughs> Um, straightforward that one yeah yeah it's um it, it it does look good i mean i'm again i'm not really normally a huge skating kind of guy but i think um mm. enticing me with some rpg mechanics even combat related to you know skating um very very interesting and and the, yep. the whole tron kind of vibe yeah, it looks going cool, on it looks it? really cool so maybe but, i'll um, take yeah. my frustration out on that when that comes and give that a whirl yeah, well, I suppose the most fix. important thing is Grizz, like fret not, friends, for there is stuff coming. Yeah. Uh, oh my skateboard god, related. Did I tell you what? There is so many games that are constantly coming out that are constantly. Yeah. I keep Dude. keep going. Oh yeah, I've got to play that. Yeah, I've got to play yeah. that. Well, I have I have people like, oh, what what games are you looking forward to? And I'm just like, I blank because there's just so much shit. I'm just like, I don't even know what to say. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, moving along, Grizz. Um, from software, the developers of such Ooh. titles as The Elden Ring uh, and <laughs> The Eldenest of Rings. Uh, the next game's almost done, Grizz, which is quite a fucking feat given that Elden Ring just came out. I don't know how the fuck they managed to pull that now, off. Did this surprise you reading yes, this fucking absolutely, article? absolutely, man. What? Dude, they yeah. did a fucking Sekiro on us. I remember E3 yeah. came out, right? That E3 that I watched you do it solo, and which was excellent, by the way. Did a good Thanks, job man. from Twitch TV slash Captain Perf. What happened again? Because um, E3 is dead. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and they showed a couple of clips of um, Sekiro, Shadows Die Twice. Now, keep in mind, Cap, that uh, From Software wasn't the golden child then, so it wasn't a AAA game and not heaps of people raved about from software there was just like a well there was a diehard community but not like there is now yeah but I, I remember i don't think it had quite reached the the levels of ascendancy that it's it's hit now that's for no. sure 
But I remember um, it was a big surprise to people that did love absolutely software because there was well, no there was like no media leading up to that. I was like, yeah, here you go, this but game's also, coming like, out. Um, when did Dark Souls? I'm just looking up the Dark Souls three release dates. Dark Souls three came out in 2016 in March, and then Sekiro came out in 2019 in March. So three years later, I suppose it's maybe not as I thought it was a lot closer than that. But um, well, the thing is, Cap, hmm. I think. I think Dark Souls 3 tied people over for a long time. Just yeah. the replayability on that game is is huge, right? I mean, how old's Elden Ring now? We've had that this year, but it's, uh, yeah. A few I months. mean, to hear Four that months. they're fin- nearly finishing up a new game from software is... Well, that's the thing. Like, I would love to see, a, like, a like a chart of, of employment growth in that development studio over time because, I mean, they must have multiple teams working on things in parallel. Um, to be able to manage to get something like this done. I mean, the fact that it's almost done. So look, I mean, almost done can mean a lot of different things. Like, is it just yep. finishing the development, like the like the development phase to the point where now we need to bug fix and do also like testing and all this other shit. Um, so we don't know exactly where it is through its sort of software development life cycle, but we do mm. know that, you know, it sounds like they're, they're kind of getting ready to to pump. Now, Grizz, I think the next big thing is is talking about what, this might be yeah so yeah and um, just quickly before you say that um just to let people know so from software has come out that they're hiring uh multiple positions for upcoming games so um it was actually a tweet from the from software page um so recruitment with multiple job listings um hiring staff for for a wide range of positions now the artwork that was depicted alongside this tweet cap was pictures of Sekiro, Bloodborne, and Dark Souls games, as well as one, uh, the Mech Armored Shooter, uh, Armored Core, which was a bit of a dormant franchise for them. So, yeah, yeah, bit, pretty interesting. The hiring, hiring lots of people. Cap, obviously, there's there's this game they've got, which they said is near final development. Um, yeah, but obviously, we know that they have um, hinted that Armored Core is coming back as well. And well, Cap, yeah. may, maybe a uh, Bloodborne remastered or something, Cap, maybe. Something like <laughs> that. You can only hope. Dude, I see a fucking Bloodborne remastered, like, um, fucking, like, rumor uh, article almost every week, and it just it, yeah. it, it fucking kills lot, me. It? I'm so fucking over it. But, um, you know, I suppose overall, Grizz, like, this isn't tr- truly surprising, given that Elden Ring sold, like, almost 14 million units, like, 13.4 million units. Like, that's a lot is of that, money. Is that what it's at now, is it? 13.4? Yes, 13.4. Oh, my but God. I think, um, I, I think if I'm going to put my money on anything, I think I think it's probably going to be an Armored Core um, game of some sort, whether it's a, some kind of remaster. Yeah. Maybe it's a remaster of one of their more popular ones. I mean, I've never played an Armored Core game because I'm not really a huge mech guy. And I actually went back and watched a few videos of Armored Core stuff. And quite frankly, if they release an Armored Core game, I think it's going to be probably the first From Software game I don't play in my lifetime. Is that right? Yeah. I I'm just, the same as you, dude. It doesn't interest me at all. Nah, it doesn't give it to me. Yeah. What if it is another Sekiro-like game where I'm? what I'm saying here is it's completely removed from Soulsborne and it's its own standalone Almost like well, I'm gonna lack for lack of a better word a one shot, just like a, a standalone game that is. Uh, here's what know, it could ma- be, Grizz. All right, I'm gonna put my money, not my money down. Maybe I'll, I'll just say what I think it might be. Um, yep. PSVR two is coming out soon. Um, 
they also developed a uh, another title. Now the name was in French. What was it called? I think it's like Desserine or something like that. Uh, De- uh, Deracine was the. It's a French name, a Deracine or something like that. Deracine. So, oh, anyways, yeah. it, it was kind of like you will like in this VR experience Tasty where baguette. you're walking around. Exactly right, mate. Yeah. Um, but uh, that was a 2018 VR adventure title, um, and you kind of mm. walk around this mansion. Um, it was very non from software, frankly. Um, okay. So I could very much see an Armored Core PSVR thing come out. I think that would probably be the perfect mix of those two, of that genre with that IP. Um, because looking at the gameplay of Armored Core Grizz, I just feel like it is subpar to what has been introduced in later front software games. Um, I know a lot of people who love mech stuff is going to fucking you know burn my house down after saying that, but I just, I'm sure they can iterate on it because these guys are amazing developers, but I just really feel like it needs something else to really give people reason to play that game. Um, <laughs> Dude, and I think VR's I remember Mech there. Warrior as the real old PC game. Did you play Mech Warrior back in the day? Um, I didn't. I, honestly, I play no Mech games, man. I just do not find them interesting as yeah. a as a. Um, as a you know, what, Cap, I'm kind of with you. I'm kind of with you. Although I will say this, Cap, on the that the job article showing pictures of Sekiro Bloodborne Dark Souls on them makes me think that there's also something else there that they're working on. Um, yeah. I think, along, I think there could definitely this. be... I mean, it seems like they're definitely hinting at new IPs um, and it sounds like they've got a big enough team to do all that. Now, for those mm-hmm. at home that are like fucking cap- hate, hating mechs and stuff, don't worry. I also fucking hate superhero movies as well. So just so <laughs> for all the Marvel fans out there, I fucking I do not enjoy that shit either. <laughs> yeah, uh, someone so, actually... Okay, deal. Cap. The people we met at the Lucky Shag oh, yeah. that night, <laughs> yep, they listened to that episode after that and she sent me a message saying, how dare you hate on, uh, you were shit, shitting on Marvel or something in the first five minutes. <laughs> giving you a hard time, man. That's classic, man. That is Absolutely. so classic. You yeah, know what, I'm the same. I couldn't there. give a fuck. It's I don't even know vibe. the difference between Marvel and whoever the other one is. What are they called? Marvel and uh, who? DC. Yes, I don't even know who's um, in either. Like, who is in there? I don't know. Well, I know who's in both. Like, I'm I'm a nerd enough to know, you know, the you know the ins and outs, but it's not my thing. The, the thing I hate about superhero stuff, Grizz, is it's the same fucking story over and over again. Bad guy comes in, fucking issue with the bad guy. Good guy kills the bad guy or sorts the bad guy out. I'm fucking <laughs> over it, mate. Give me something a bit yeah. more interesting, that please. Anyways, I'm not going to go into a big tirade about this. Um, but yeah, back to Elden Ring. Back to Elden Ring, the greatest yes. game that has ever been created. Um, mm-hmm. You know, literally the top of the fucking pops, the greatest thing ever. You'll never beat it ever. This is this is the one. You know, it's on it's in, on par with Breath of the Wild, Grizz. Okay, this is the Elden Ring podcast. That's right. We would yeah. fucking know this stuff, hundred yes. percent. Well, but, do you reckon um, they're yeah. hiring to help with the uh, Elden Ring DLC cap, or do you think um, that I don't reckon? I don't. Re- I reckon no. that would be well and truly in the pipeline, and I would hope to see some information about it by at absolute latest end of the year, um, okay. because I um, reckon that they probably co-develop the DLC alongside what they're doing with the game. Um, yeah. just because yeah. I think there's just so much strong continuity between the stories in their DLC content and the actual main stories. Mm-hmm. I, I think that it's a, it's a quite an easy kind of continuation in terms of development for them. So, um, Absolutely, yeah. mate. They know that I've got a successful thing there too. You know, they've already built all the stuff that fits around the open world and the way that that works and it's 
proven to be quite successful and popular. So why not uh, why not build on that? Hey, um, uh, Cap, I did just want to quickly add in here, mate, that um, I have bought the PC version of Elden Ring, and oh, I didn't do that as I'm, well. I'm going to play a randomizer. I've oh, decided. How random of you? Yes. Well, yeah, I want to play a randomizer. I want to play a no summons and I don't want to play a melee build just to fully okay. experience the pain. I do, I do want to try that um, multiplayer mod out with you sometime. Oh, yeah. I think that'd be great. Dude, oh, yeah. you can play you can play that multiplayer um, with the randomizer as well if you both have the randomizer Ooh. installed. Okay. We can definitely give that a crack. Um, mm. I do now, like the sound um, of that. Pav did want to say something regarding superheroes. I'm sure you did, Pav. I, I was I was just gonna say I'm a huge MCU fan, but I absolutely understand the criticisms from what you're saying. Uh, absolutely understand, but I do recommend check out the boys. Boys, yeah, I've been meaning to watch that because I think it's good. like the whole like the anti-hero thing is yeah. is pretty interesting. Yeah, it's essentially the, um, if if superheroes existed in our in our current world, how would they act? Yeah. And it's fucking good. Really, yeah, hey, I hear the new season's hectic, <laughs> like Cap. really hectic. <laughs> yep. What does MCU stand for? Uh, Marvel something universe. Marvel comics. Um, is it Marvel Captain's? conquering universe? I don't know. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> Got him. Uh, all right, quick. We better move along before we get pitchforked. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So going back, yeah. Um, probably Armored Core. We'll see what happens. I'm I'm sure that they definitely got uh, some 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 stuff in the works. I'm positive, Grizz. I'm not positive. In fact, I, I highly doubt. A lot of people are saying Bloodborne. Surely Bloodborne. But I mean, man, what what the fuck is going on with Bloodborne, dude? Like, how you know can they Cap- have? Oh, it pisses me off. It's like Sony, I wouldn't be disappointed doing? if it was a Dark Souls two remake because that game sucks. That could I don't think it'll it be a Dark. No, there's no way they'll do a Dark Souls two remake. They'll do a they'll do a Dark Souls three remake before they do that, mate. <laughs> <laughs> you reckon? Yeah, fucking. <laughs> Probably. You might be right. How true yeah. was Dark Souls 1 remake to Dark Souls 1? Was it literally identical, pretty much, with new graphics and shit? Or was Dark it Souls like... 1 remake? You mean yeah. the remaster? Remaster, sorry. Yeah, the remaster. Well, I mean, it was, yeah, it was literally the same game, just with upgraded textures. Are you talking about yeah. Demon Souls? No, Dark Souls 1. They, they didn't yeah. do a remake, did they? What the hell? Where, yeah, it got a remaster. I, I got a remaster, yeah. not a remake, though. Yeah, you got to remaster. See, this yeah. is where you got to you got to get your excuse me. You got to get your um your nomenclature Sorry. correct, Chris, because otherwise okay, I'd be I confused. would like I would like a Dark Souls two remake, not a remaster, because that game sucks. This, they, need it, remove, yeah. they need to remove they need to remove half the enemies. They need to remove yeah. half the enemies. Start by and, deleting the game, forget it existed, <laughs> and start again. <laughs> Yeah, that's it. Yeah, classic. All right, well, let's move along, Grizz. I think um, overall, closing statements, probably Armored Core, maybe in VR. We'll see what happens. Um, but yeah, they've got my other stuff. I mean, God, can you just fucking sort out Bloodborne, please, Sony? Christ, you're pissing me off. Um, <clears throat> all right, Grizz, mm, yes. Sony PlayStation. Speaking of Sony PlayStation, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they're going to be skipping Gamescom. Gamescom yep. is a, uh, a, a games convention i suppose that happens in cologne germany fairly regularly every year in fact um looks like uh sony's kind of put out a statement saying they're not going to be in attendance um honestly not really i mean obviously they have this other thing that goes along with gamescon so from my memory grizz gamescon has traditionally more so been um tends to be more of a developer 
Um, oh, right. Of, okay. Yeah. So they have a lot of development stuff. So they're like, it, like they have dev devcom that comes alongside this. And often they, yeah. you know, it's the kind of place where, you know, when like in science, they have like um, lectures and shit you go to with people on the cutting edge of, you know, whatever mm. science you're in. Well, they kind of mm. have the same thing with, with devcom where, you know, it'll be some bloke who's made some new fucking texture rendering engine and he's, you know, everyone's busting their nuts about it because you know, it. it's yeah. amazing and it, it does 50% less fucking resources or some shit, which is, would be pretty fucking rad actually now that I think about mm. it. Mm-hmm. Um, but so the whole idea of Gamescom is it tends to kind of take place in amongst a lot of developer-focused stuff. So in the past, recently, um, it's mostly been online. Seems like they're having a uh, in-person exhibition this year because COVID's cool. kind of, well, relaxed a little bit in not literally, but you know what I mean. So, Cap, this gave me big E3 vibes here hearing this news, kind of, right? So, apparently, Gamescom was the long, uh, long-range world's most attended game expo. Um, it moved to a streaming mode of the event in 2019. Since then, we've seen people drop out, like the likes of Take-Two, Activision Blizzard, and now Sony. And obviously, are they Nintendo- saying it like, are they saying it in the sense that like, oh, I just don't know what's going on here. Why are people not coming to a <laughs> Oh Man, I don't know. This is My take on this is interesting, Cap, because I actually feel like COVID has fucked a lot of these conventions, right? Absolutely, it's, dude. These conventions that relied on having some kind well, of event in, in person. Firstly, international travel um, is yeah. kind of um, difficult. Um, I mean, it's mm. possible, obviously, but it's expensive. And also your flights get cancelled every two seconds. Yeah. Um, Dude, you know, I had on- tickets to, did you have, because I had tickets to something. No, I didn't have, didn't have tickets, but I was planning to go. I was fundraising money in stream to go to oh. TwitchCon. Yeah. TwitchCon. And then like COVID hit, got cancelled once, got cancelled again. And then I just haven't, haven't, uh, it's, yeah, it's been hard. But Cap, yeah. I feel like uh, with COVID coming in, stopping these physical meetups that, you know, a lot of the likes of, say, potentially PlayStation or Activision Blizzard, Take-Two, need to find yeah. some other, other form to, to market their games. And they're doing it in the way of their own showcases. So we have yeah. PlayStation State of Play. We have um, other things, the Xbox Bethesda Showcase. Um, yep. Potentially the so summer Chris, games. I don't know. Don't you reckon like just maybe I'm wrong, but I kind of feel like a lot of these bigger publishers, they used to kind of trickle their information out over the year. Whereas now they seem to kind of be more so just dropping it all in one go in one big mm. bombing run. That's um, very true. That's very yeah. true. And so now you've kind of, it kind of almost feels like you've got these conventions that are fighting over these um access to these announcements because that's what people come to these conventions for right they want to know see what's the hotness and what's the the new shizzle the timings have to be based around when people have got money in their pocket right yeah so absolutely for for example before christmas you're going to want to be marketing and have your game released so that you can buy it for little timmy um or your, your kids or whatever like i'm sure that there is strategic times of the year where your game is going to sell better than others. And I'm sure that's how they, that like they've got these release windows and these timing windows around releasing bits and pieces. Yeah. I reckon it'd be a fine science. Well, we know that there's already, you know, marketing, marketing, you know, gaming marketers and other bits and pieces has got to be some kind of science that sits behind. Well, yeah, I mean, Cajun right in, this, in the chat is having a bit of a laugh about slashed market budgets. Um, only one convention in attendance per year now. 
But um, I actually think there's probably something there, in all honesty. Oh, shit, that's true, Joe. Think about that. Honestly, dude, like, (laughs) I think about how much money that people spend on marketing. And maybe Mm. there's been, you know, maybe some internal stuff happening where they've gone, is it really worth our money to be spending all this fucking cash on these, on multiple conventions um, during the year? I mean, I mean, they are super expensive to present at. I mean, obviously, things like E3, like, they would have had to pay for, um, you know, to, to put on their shows and stuff at E3. So there's a buy-in there, plus all the f- talent that you've got, to, you've got to pay. You know, you're probably doing deals to get developers under your kind of umbrella that are third party to maybe release some information there. Uh, so, Cap, you, rec- kind of you reckon developers and publishers would pay a large amount to get on these on these oh, panels? Absolutely. And things, yeah, yeah. Right? I'm, I'm, I believe that's the case. Yeah, like players <laughs> like Sony and Xbox had to fork up some pretty big money for E3. That's how E3 made a lot of its cash. Um, and now it is making not much cash. <laughs> but this is what I'm saying. I think a lot of these conventions are also like kind of bleeding money now because they they had these big kind of management teams um, yep. and events coordination teams. And now they don't have these guys coming to to kind of very good big game shows anymore. As so if you're going to you know, keep paying. As if you're going to keep paying an events coordinator for the last three years when you haven't had any events. <laughs> well, mate, I mean, think about it from PlayStation's point of perspective, mate. Why pay E3 to put on a show when you can probably pay your own internal people to put on a better show that probably makes you look better anyway? Yeah. Um, you know, I'll like, tell you I mean, what, I, I will say, Cap, that the state of plays that we have seen have been successful in my mind. Um, from what I've looked at and compared to... To, to other kind of similar things like uh, like Summer Games Fest and other bits and pieces, and even the Nintendo Directs. I feel yeah. like the PlayStation State of Plays have generally been pretty high quality. And Yeah, well, I suppose the, any, you what you the only criticism I have is it tends to be that the State of Plays tend to be third-party um, focused, oh, yeah. which is, you know, whatever. I mean, mm-hmm. we have had um, the Resident Evil stuff that was announced at the most recent State of Play. So it's that kind of tier of stuff generally. Or they focus really heavily on on indie titles that are coming out. Actually, Deb um, in chat saying that there looks like there may be a state of play on the 30th, which actually that's another thing um, that we need to speak about. I mean, we might as well just drop it in here, Grizz. Um, Where would we see Elden seem... Ring, Cap? Put El- DLC for Elden Ring. What, under I don't what reckon we'll see it until end of the year. Come? End of the year? What, yeah. but what forum will that be announced at? Is it a state of play? Is it a Xbox um, Bethesda? Ninja's Microsoft. Fortnite stream, I reckon. That's where he's going to answer. <laughs> what is it, mate? <laughs> no, I don't fucking know. <laughs> Bella Delphine. I can't remember what, was, what he's on Bella Delphine's OnlyFans, mate. I reckon yeah. she was um, trending yeah. today on Twitter. I don't know if you noticed that. Cap or Pav? Buy a pint of bath water and you'll get the uh, Elden Ring DLC <laughs> announcement inside the fucking jar. Um, <clears throat> but um, what I wanted to sort of say about this, Grizz, is is um, it does seem that that probably lines up with what Deb's saying. Um, so potentially a state of play on the 30th of June. Uh, it does seem like insiders are suggesting that there's God of War Ragnarok news coming out. Now, oh. this is a first first party Sony title, so it will kind of go against the usual kind of grain of third party stuff. ruining my quick fire, mate. It's in the quick I know. fire. Sorry, <laughs> mate, but I right. thought we'd, we're discussing it now, so we might yeah. have to talk about it now, right? Yeah, fucking um, bang it in there. Yeah, yeah, you great. know. Um, so I believe that um, God of War Rag- Ragnarok, there's been no um, indications of any delays of any kind. And um, it's been previously indicated that they wanted to kind of bring this out towards the end of 2022. Um, mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, it may be very well that um, that this is this gets dropped here. Um, Dang, son. Good so, time to drop I mean, it. obviously we know it's in development. It's just we get some actual 
some info, but um, it does look really good. So um, hopefully with a bit of luck, uh, we'll, we'll see that at State of Play this week. But um, yeah, going back to Gamescom, Grizzo. Um, yeah. Yep. Yeah, no, PlayStation doesn't look like Microsoft is um, going to be having an offering there either. They haven't really said an awful lot about what's kind of no. what their plans question, is. Question to you, Cap. Um, yep. I feel like we saw E3 nearly die. Um, it sounds like they're going to be trying to come back next year. It's, but it's very much in know. life support. Fucking. Do you, do you feel yeah. Gamescon is potentially walking down the same path that E3 has just set out here or, or what? Uh, not necessarily. Do you know what I think will happen over the next few years, dude? I think um, a lot of these uh, these cons will slim down quite dramatically, and I think then you'll probably just find that developers just kind of tack into whichever um, whichever one kind of best suits their release windows, um, and then True. they'll. I think mm. um, maybe next year you'll probably find that Gamescom uh, has a higher offering of Sony PlayStation stuff because that's just the timing of things, you know. Um, I don't think it's Tell always going to be Cap- Jeff Keighley centric. Now I'm a big gaming news nerd. I would actually really like to get to a game game convention at some Dude, point. Dude, absolutely. I've been wanting to go to E3 since I was a fucking child, a baby. Dude, we should we should try to go, Cap, and do an OGR episode live from some kind of. Well, Pav convention. told me if we can get three more Patreons on the <laughs> podcast, he's going to pay for our tickets. Definitely, he's going to pay for our tickets. So there you go. That's <laughs> that's live from the Pavlich's mouth. So uh, there you go. Yeah, I'm already broke from the last bet I made with Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought it was double or nothing. If oh yeah, we did Twitter, Twitter followers. Double. Or yeah, nothing. so you're actually in the. Clear. Hang on, Cap. Just wait a second. I'm just buying three more Patreons. <laughs> hey, thanks, Chris. One, two, and three. <laughs> Welcome to the club. Um, but yeah, all right. So um, yeah, I suppose um, maybe uh, Gamescom might be a little bit light on content. It'll be interesting to see what they drop here. Um, yeah, who fucking knows, Grizzo? Who Who's going to be there? Um, um, I don't know. Have they really said who? What's kind of going on <laughs> I there? I don't know. I don't think they Pac-Man. really have. It's, it's it's in August, so they're probably got a little bit more time up their sleeve before they actually announce um, their partners. Maybe they have released stuff, but yeah, I mean, at the very least, we know that um, PlayStation. Um, what is it? Nintendo, uh, Take Two, and Activision Blizzard have already announced that they won't be taking part in the event. Whilst the verdict is still out on Microsoft, so a fair oh, few yeah. people not going to be there. So yeah. who see see mm-hmm. who's left behind, mate? Probably. Um, I don't know. Maybe we'll see Tony Hawk Pro Skater 3 and 4 there, mate. Yeah. Well, we won't be seeing those there. No. (laughs) (laughs) All right, mate. Now, Grizz. um, Yeah. I'm going to skip one here and we'll come back to it in, and we're going to do a full Blizzard section. But uh, Sucker Punch, uh, the guys behind Ghost of Tsushima. Now, it looks Mm -hmm. like they are um, hiring for an open world stealth game. Uh, Everyone's hiring cap. All these game if you're a, if you're a game dev right now, well actually you're telling me that the game dev have real shit pay and stuff, but there's heaps of yeah. jobs, cap. Heaps of jobs around. It's definitely a labor of love, I believe, Grizzo. Like um if you yeah. compare the game dev dev salary for a senior game dev versus um a senior software developer, it will make you fucking you make your eyes water. So cap, um, I've got a little summary of what they're looking for here. Um so interestingly enough, Cap, they have said here that successful candidates will have need to have played 
previous Sucker Punch titles to be considered for the roles. They are looking yep. for technical combat designer, um, a senior combat designer. Uh, they're looking for a senior mission designer um, who will thread the series of missions together into an engaging and emotional tale. Now, they haven't said what game they're hiring these people for yet, Cap, no. but no. the article kind of tries to swing the uh, the reader into thinking that it's Ghost of Tsushima 2. Which I think is a fairly decent bet, in all honesty. Yeah. Um, you know, so these guys are talking about um, a stealth game with, you know, combat systems and, um, you know, talking about how, you know, balancing player abilities and with progression items. And that sounds a lot like Ghost of Tsushima number one. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I mean, dude, I'm all for another one. I never finished the first game, but it was a delight to play for as long as I did. I mean, I very rarely finish games, to be quite honest. The only game I've ever finished in my life is is Elden Ring. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, not really. I finished a few more than that. And the but anyways, yeah. Ocarina of Time, all the Zelda's, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. But yeah, I mean, just based on the things that they're looking for, I think it would make sense that it's probably a Ghost of Tsushima 2. There was a very big amount of, um, I mean, you can kind of take the original game in stealth or um, some more full frontal kind of assaults. Um, yep. but I definitely think mm-hmm. a lot of the game sort of push you towards being a bit more stealthy with your approach to uh, to combat and whatnot. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting. The to game see sold, exactly um, number one sold 8 million copies, Cap. Which, Eight million copies. That's yeah. actually f- quite impressive, to be honest, dude. That is a um, lot. Did, did you ever play it, Grizz? No, no, it's on the list, mate. Well, fucking everything's on the list at the moment. Well, Grizz, you I, know, believe... I really do want to play. We should play it because it's actually multiplayer. Is it, dude? I've heard yeah. on the hardest difficulty, it plays a lot like Souls games, the combat, in terms of having to not get hit by the enemy much. Yeah, it depends on what. Um what difficulty you put it on because this is a game that actually has a difficulty slider um but um yeah essentially uh i i think i I believe that this game is actually on the new playstation plus um what is it uh not deluxe um the other one not the ultimate tier the one before essentials the first one Dude, mm. this is that what annoys me about this new fucking tier system is I can never remember the name. Extra, yeah, dude, PlayStation Extra this, or mate. something? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, so I think there's Essential, Extra, and Deluxe or some shit. So um, obviously going live in Australia as of last week, I loaded it up and um, I couldn't – the menu wouldn't load for me when I was trying to fuck around with it because um, I think everyone was just pummeling it. Um, so, Did you get it to work, Cap? Is it fine now? I haven't, it- I haven't tried again you haven't since. Done it. Okay. And I think that was like Friday night or something, mate. So – um probably oh no it would have been tuesday or something um but it was like an extra three bucks or something um for me to upgrade my my subscription so i was like shit yeah um but i believe ghost of tsushima is on there and also it includes the multiplayer stuff um because they kind of do that assassin's creed thing where um the dlc is all to do with like gods and and monsters and stuff so i think that's all kind of in there as well but yeah very fucking cool dude honestly i think the coolest thing and i I believe i spoke to you about this maybe last time we spoke about ghosts of tsushima i think the best implementation with that game was just the way that you were routed towards your objectives so when Mm -hmm. you didn't know what you needed to do or whatever normally you know you might have a button you press and a ping something on your map or something Instead, what would happen in Ghost of Tsushima is this big gust of wind would blow in the general direction you're supposed to go. 
and it would look really cool and stylized and it would shake all the trees in the direction you want to go all the um all the stuff on the ground like the grass and stuff would kind of you know sway in the direction that you're supposed to go really really cool stylistic choice and they they went quite um light on the hud so you know when you're riding around minimalistic mate it's what you need yeah it, it really it really helps with your kind of absorption into the game immersion. right mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. fully immersive so i think um ghost of tsushima could be a, a cracker mate i mean maybe they've got another infamous game coming grizz well that's what i was going to say my, my take on this though cap i'm very much in agreement with you um add as, as another little couple of sweet points here that i think the amount of copies sold for number one as well as the successful nature of other open world um games in a similar genre i.e. Elden Ring and Horizon Forbidden West that are released around the same time, this would be a clear um, winner, I think, for them to, to be releasing Ghost of Tsushima 2. My question to you, Cap, do you think that there's anything in the sequel now that you've played the game that they can improve upon or, or something? Anything, was there anything that frustrated you or you didn't like about the first one that you, um, you would like to see come in the, in the next? I don't know. Um... I mean, it kind of to be to be critical of the game. I think it followed a fairly standard open world kind of formula. Like you go and find these towers, and you know you'd go and climb the tower to open up your map a bit more, and then you'd go. Was and there find loot, this... Cap, or is it more? Yes, uh... there was loot. Yeah, okay. um, I can't remember exactly if it was um, if it had a defensive stat bonus or anything on it. I believe it might have had some kind of um, kind of tie in there, but. Um, yeah, I, I don't know what they could really kind of improve upon. I suppose maybe make it a maybe because the the game actually kind of semi follows um, a real world narrative. Um, so it, it kind of takes place on this Japanese island that um, the Mongols um, attempted to invade. I don't know how successful they were in real life, but I mean in this game they ended up not being particularly <laughs> successful. <laughs> One yeah, bloke right. just fucking wiped the whole lot out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but um. I don't know. Like it'll be interesting. I suppose in terms of what could they improve upon, maybe a, um, I'm not going to say more interesting story, but maybe take it in a new direction. Um, whether they, could, then the problem is, I mean, are they going to go neo or not? Um, you know, and go a little bit too mm-hmm. like kind of spiritual and all that kind of shit. A bit too spicy. Whereas, what can they do to improve? Probably just make another really fucking cool game and maybe make the loot a bit more interesting um you know maybe make the open world a little less um cookie cutter um if possible and maybe they decrease the scope a little bit to to and maybe do what maybe final fantasy 16 is going to be doing by hopefully providing a more um concentrated um and distilled open world environment um i still think that these guys did a really good job with this game by the way grizz i definitely think um I'm not kind of, you know, shitting on the game because it's a ripper, but um, yeah, maybe there are well, some Cap, areas. I've, I've written down play. these points, mate, and I'll flick them off to the dev team so that uh, when they make number two, they've yep. got all these things on ready to go, mate. They should make... All right, here we go. Ghost of Tsushima 2, mm-hmm. the eldest ring. <laughs> yes! I can't <laughs> like it. Dude, if they gave me another Elden Ring that's exactly the same, but just different items at a different fucking place, I... Oh. Hey, I'll just seek another 150 yeah, hours. I'd go for that easy. as well. <laughs> yeah. Now, Grizz, here's another, here's another game that these guys um, did is um, Sly Cooper. Did you ever play that that game? No, Sly Cooper. No, no. I've never heard of it. 
No. Yeah, it's, uh, I never really played it myself, but Sly Cooper was kind of like, I think you're like a raccoon guy and you're kind of like a thief and you're stealing things and <laughs> running around. different to Ghost of Tsushima, mate. I mean, it is very different to what they kind of <laughs> got became known for. I mean, you think about games like Infamous and you compare it to Sly Cooper, pretty yeah. um, dramatic difference between the two games. It's actually interesting, mate, when you told me uh, at the start of the episode that um, Infamous was made by the Ghost devs, that completely makes sense to me because I feel like I actually played Infamous and it was, I haven't played Ghost, but I've seen it and I kind of know what it's about. But Infamous was similar, mate. Kind of like a, it was a city, kind of like an open world city thing and there was events and stuff. And yeah. You could climb up buildings and do bits and pieces, but yeah, I can definitely see the crossover in those yeah. games for sure. Well, I'm, I'm reading here, Grizz, again, because I'm not particularly familiar with Sly Cooper, but it's, um, it's touted as a platform stealth video game. Um, Ooh, so they, hey, they like stealth. Oh yeah, okay. Maybe okay. it's a Sly Cooper. I mean, hey, dude, let's think about games like um, uh, Ratchet and Clank have had a a new um, lick of paint with the most recent iteration on the PS5. Um, yeah. Maybe Sly Cooper gets the same treatment, and they just go all in on this um, on a. Because I mean, I tell you what, I mean, I, from what I understand, that Ratchet and Clank game was a cracker. Oh yeah, dude, cracker. it's awesome. I haven't fucking finished it. I've, I've actually started it and yeah, typical me fashion, just yeah, haven't finished it. But it, was, it, it is great. It did looks and sounds beautiful. Yeah, so maybe they do yeah. the same kind of thing with Sly Cooper. They give it that fresh mm. lick of paint, really go hard on the on the art style and, and give it a real nice kind of um, graphic engine and just, yeah, could be really cool. Um, maybe do a full reboot of the series kind of thing because um, I, I, I guess there's probably a lot of people who haven't played those games. So, um, yeah. Who knows, Grizz? Uh, one of the who most knows, frequently asked questions about, that people ask about Sly Cooper is, does Sly Cooper have a girlfriend? The answer is yes. Inspector Kamalita Montoya Fox. She's a sexy fox lady. There you oh, go. Wow. All cool. questions answered here on OGR. I don't mm. stop. I, I get the most heavily requested stuff answered. All right, Grizz, <laughs> next. Bobby Kotick. Yes. Um, Bobby he's definitely fucking... putting putting the word fucking tick in Kotick because he's a fucking leech, dirty mongrel dog bastard. <laughs> All right, Pat. So tell the people what happened, mate. What's going on um, with Bobby Kotick? So it looks like, I mean, even after all this shit has come out with Bobby Kotick just basically being a like the 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 personified form of just literal turd um he you know they've still decided to keep him on as as um ceo of the board or whatever um so it looks can, like a, I, a lot of votes came in and and uh, said yeah you can continue to serve as so uh, can i talk you, know, you through this cap can i talk yeah, you through mate. this so blizzard has a uh will have a board of stakeholders that basically get to get to vote on bits and pieces of the company including the positions right now if you were on the board of something cap and you had invested money in a company yep. you would want to make sure that you're you were making your money right well yeah it depends but i i see the decision here is a money one right they know that bobby codex is a fucking is a nasty piece of work yep. but he's a, probably yep. a very good businessman Oh, I mean, and he's undoubtedly a very good businessman. I mean, he's made Activision Blizzard millions of dollars. So if you're on the panel of a stakeholder and you're trying to elect someone, are you going to think with your brain around what's the right thing to do or are you going to think with your pocket and know who's going to secure your investment for the company? That's where yeah. I think this has landed. These stakeholders right. have just thought with the pocket and gone, 
hey, Bobby Kotick is good at making money. Let's vote him back in to be on the board again, which is yeah. just... It's just it's, it's just really fucking sad, Grizz. We live in a, in a world where, you know, we just can't get anything right when it comes to sexual abuse or reproductive rights. Like, we just continue to con- make the same mistakes over and over again. And I think, um, you know, all we do is we seem to fucking raise up these fucking absolute fucking blood-sucking, you know, parasites um, mm. because they make money and it just kind of sucks. Well, Cap, but, this, um, this, yeah. this lines up a little bit with fucking Blizzard's ecosystem at the moment. I mean, let's just look at it. Let's have a, let's have a little chat about Diablo Immoral at the moment, you know, yep. which was clearly a cash grab on, on behalf of that, that game. And we're going to go and talk about Overwatch in a little bit. And I really do feel that this is the difference, Cap, between an indie game and a game that's run by a massive studio where you've got stakeholders because those people get a say in what the company does and those people are going to think with their wallet over anything else. Oh, I bet the people are. on the board of, of Blizzard or the stakeholders on Blizzard don't even play video games. They probably wouldn't even know what games. They're just looking for them to well, have a safe No, it's just an economic route to make more money. And, I mean, that's exactly what they right. know how to do is, is make money. I mean, at that stage, they would 100% just be looking at spreadsheets of people that they could axe or yep. whatever else it, it like it, it just it completely dehumanizes the entire idea of like working in a business because it, it, it literally boils down to that point and i'm positive that you're correct Chris. i think um you know people want to know especially in times where um you know uh things are a little bit shaky um financially across the globe um people probably don't want to rock the boat too much um and you know whether that's a good or a bad thing especially we'll in this particular boat, case baby. um yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I just think um I just think it's So how uh, do we sad. how do we um cap as a consumer of these things um seeing things like Bobby Kotick being put back on the board for Blizzard as a consumer how do you think we should be well um, acting in a perfect slash... world no one no one would buy their games but we all know that yeah. Diablo 4 looks really good and I'm going to be really struggling not to buy that game um and <laughs> I mean the problem is dude like you know for you know, the problem is there's real human beings that make these fucking games. And all you, yeah. like, you know, it's it's hard to, I mean, it's, it's you know, you look at a guy like Bobby Kotick, he makes literally almost billions of dollars over, you know, a five-year period every five years. You know, he, he makes something like fucking $300 million a year or something. It's ridiculous. Um, and then you think about the guys that are getting paid fucking peanuts just to go and rig up some, some fucking yeah. some fucking skeletons on a on an animation. You know, <laughs> these are the guys that fucking matter. Um, mm. And you know, it's all these people that get fucking harbored um, in these disgusting fucking companies that have these problems with sexual fucking abuse. And then you've got these companies that go into damage control because they don't want to lose money because that's more important than people's fucking lives. It's just shit, man. It just fucking sucks. Yeah. But yeah. This is the world we live in. Um, if you want to really make a, a stance, don't buy these games. It's that simple. I agree. I, I agree. Probably won't be able to help myself. Um, yeah. But I uh, make, uh, help myself sleep at night by saying that at least the money's going to paying these people who actually, you know, whatever. It's amazing to me, Cap, because I feel like in the last two years, the media and um, everything else, uh, media-wise, towards Blizzard in general, has been fucking not great. And I just feel like they're not making any moves to make it any better for them. But I also feel like they don't fucking care because their games are going to sell because they make yeah. good video games. Oh, dude, so and absolutely. Like, but the thing is, Grizz, like the standard person who plays video games, like, I mean, we are, again, when we've spoken about this before, we are so in tune with what's going on in 
the wider circle of gaming. A lot of people mm. have no idea that, that some like goblin man called Bobby Kotick it runs the runs the majority of Blizzard. Nor do they have any idea what's going on with the sexual abuse allegations at at, um, at Blizzard. It's not on it's not on primetime media. Um, so how mm. would people know? You know, so people don't realize that this is happening. So maybe talking about it is a way that you can make people know. Maybe this podcast is a way that we're. Uh... Speaking out against the atrocities and and stupid shit. Yeah, that I think it definitely to. helps to to talk about it and and bring it to people's attention because maybe it might sway and influence them. Ultimately, um, a lot of people. Probably you know, won't you know be what, Cap? That's one that's of the fine. reasons why I didn't go and sink a, a few dollars into Diablo Immortal. Um, I just kind of felt like that I didn't want to support the company, yeah. and that's why I didn't do it. Um, so there you go. That's absolutely that's, fair. That's a that's a couple of bucks that they didn't get. Yeah. I Take think the most important it. thing here, Grizz, is like. I think like I'm not going to be here and tell you how to how to you know protest this kind of shit like you know you should yeah. be well and truly happy to do whatever it is within your own means like whether that means you do go and talk about it or you don't like I mean that's that's your fucking prerogative like me personally I still play the games you know I, that's just Absolutely. what I do mm-hmm. um but I definitely am not going to be silent about the shit that they get up to because I think it's important to talk about it um but yeah don't feel like you have to go one way or the other and don't don't um don't feel like you need to tell every other person needs needs to live the life you know fucking way you fucking want to live it. Anyways, I can't I can't talk properly because I'm I'm fucked. But anyways, um so yeah yeah basically <laughs> Bobby Kotick remain lives another day somehow. I mean, dude, yeah. this is the same person who wrote a letter pretending to be a female colleague and then pretended like um she wrote it when it was him all along. Oh um, man! How do you get regards. away with that oh. and remain as of on the fucking board on the company, dude? Mind blown, dude! I have no idea how he's still in <laughs> yeah. there. Um, yeah. I do. He makes him a lot of money. All right, moving along, Grizz. Overwatch two. Mm. A lot mm-hmm. of things coming out recently. So we obviously got the uh, the announcement that it's it's coming this year. Recently, um, I, I yep. think that might have been was that was a part of Summer's Games Fest, wasn't it? That it was looked in exactly the... like Overwatch one with some new characters and maps, right? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I remember you telling me at the time uh, that what the fuck this is no Overwatch two, this is Overwatch one point five. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, don't, uh, I mean, Which, you're right, look, mate. You're hundred percent right. I think to to the devs, kind of, you know. Um, you know, what do you call it? Um, you know, to kind of in, <laughs> enlighten people. There are some changes that are being made. They're kind mm-hmm. of, I guess, remastering the maps and um, putting a fucking um, a Instagram filter over the top of the camera so it looks slightly different. But, um, you know, there are some some graphical changes that are happening. <laughs> I don't know whether they're all super in-depth, but, I mean, the now game this, will look better, hopefully. The story is here, Cap, that when Overwatch 2 releases, it will literally replace the original the original overwatch one will be unplayable now that's interesting grizz because i vaguely remember that when when they first discussed that overwatch 2 would be coming out they were saying that it was going to coexist with overwatch one and it would kind of work with how call of duty did stuff so if you didn't have a map you'd go off and play in a different server once you hit that map or something and then off you'd go whereas i kind of got the vibe that that was what was going to happen here, but it seems like they've basically just gone, so 180. Um, I'm not too sure at that stage, maybe it was supposed to be a paid game. Um, and maybe the fact that it's gone free to play has 
has changed that a little bit, but um, yeah, yeah, who knows? Well, I think, I've kind of broken yeah. this down into into segments of discussion points here, Cap. Mm-hmm. The first one that I find really interesting, Cap, is that I found an article in 2019 that was saying that over one billion dollars had been spent on the digital marketplace on loot boxes for Overwatch One. My one first question dollars. is. Yes. Cap, how pissed off would you be? I know that you haven't got heaps of yeah. Dota skins, but imagine if they went to Dude, me, for example. I've got like 900 spewing. bucks worth of Dota skins. Oh. And they said to me, Grizz, we're going to release Dota 3, but we're going to delete all of your skins. You're going to lose all your shit. Surely, oh man, surely you can connect your account and retain that. Well, what's it going to be? They can't give you money back. Like, how are they going to do it? Do you get. Well, I don't know. I, don't know. Can, <laughs> I mean, are the skins going to be in the new. Overwatch 2 ecosystem it, as well. Isn't it different characters? You can't no. have the same... Oh, well, I, I tell you, yeah, I don't know. I mean, everyone in chat is saying, bet you can't. <laughs> I, I honestly reckon... And if we dude, go with Blizzard's recent track record, I, I think we got a pretty good fucking reason honestly, to believe that. I honestly reckon that people are going to lose their skins, Overwatch 1 yeah. skins. Yeah. And it's going to be, maybe they'll brutal, get some little dude. badge, say Overwatch supporter on it or something that they've fucking <laughs> spent money in like Overwatch one. Those birthday ribbons they put on your chest. It's like, happy birthday. It's like, yeah. you played yeah. Overwatch one. Well done, buddy. And you'll, you'll yeah. replace it with something in about two seconds. Um, yeah. I don't know, Grizz. I don't know how I feel about this. I think, I think it makes sense on a couple of levels because I know that they're moving across from the 6v6 kind of meta I'll set up for mm. the game into that 5v5 mm-hmm. game. Now, I actually had a bit of a chat with a good friend of mine, Ryder, who is an avid Overwatch player. And he was kind of saying the 6v6 setup was kind of stagnating the game a little bit because it kind of, it was basically, you'd have two shield tank characters that yeah. would just overlap their shields and just rotate. And so all you would ever do would just be shoot down fucking shields. So he he's kind of like in two minds about the 5v5 mix-up in for the game overall. Will it improve the game? Maybe because maybe that meta might kind of die. Um, and now you've only got one tank character instead of two from now on. Um, mm. But there's also going to be a lot more pressure on tank characters. I'm sure they're going to get shit talked a lot. Um, you know, how well is that balanced in the game? Um, you know, how well, how good does that feel in terms of a tug of war match, which is essentially what Overwatch is really. It's just a big tug of war game, exactly right? right? Fighting yep, over yep. a point. Um, it'll be interesting. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. It's, yeah. it's, um, it makes sense that they would do this, Grizz, because how do you maintain two different game modes, right? I agree. And the reason why I agree, Cap, is I feel like, and I, th- I said this when uh, Overwatch, Overwatch 2 was first announced here, that... This is targeted to be a competitive esports game from Blizzard. They yeah. really don't they don't have one. They don't have one right now, especially in the first person shooter. You know, we've got CSGO, successful, Valorant, successful. Do even they have Fortnite. any successful esport games at the moment? No. They tried Heroes of the Storm as well, tried to crack into yep. the Dota 2 League of Legends scene. And, That's a and shame. I really Blizzard liked that really game. Too. I just think I, I reckon they marketed it shit. I thought it was a fucking yeah. ripper game. But anyway. I agree with you. I had real real good fun. And um, this makes the free-to-play thing make sense, right, Cap? Um, we yeah, had a chat absolutely. on the way into the burger joint on Friday night, and you were telling me, you know, what what esports games uh, have a buy-in cost? There isn't not one. many, not I, many I can't, these days. I can't think and of if any. there is, I can't think of any. Um, maybe people in ch- in chat might be like, "Oh, actually," but I mean, like ultimately, you think about it, Grizz. A lot of kids that play games. Think about the games they play: fucking Fortnite, 
Um, you know, they probably play um, CSGO or Valorant. They're, they're all fucking yep. free to play, right? Um, Maybe Apex. Is Apex free? Apex is free to play. Yep. Um, you know, all these competitive shooters, they tend to be free to play. And then how do they get people to spend cash? They just do microtransactions. So, mm. um, you know, and I mean, CSGO and, and Dota and all that kind of stuff, they, they do loot boxes. Yeah. So you I know? think this this explains the strange release, right, Cap? This explains why Overwatch 2 is going to supersede Overwatch 1 because essentially they want anyone who's playing Overwatch 1 to play Overwatch 2 because they yep. want to build that brand as being their esports brand. Um, they want to look at the same monetization model, say that's successful for League of Legends or Dota or even CSGO where you've got you know those knives that are worth like thousands of dollars. People yep. go and buy those loot boxes. You hear people... Well, like, yeah. It'll be interesting to see if stuff. they introduce some kind of economy system with with skins and stuff. Um, yeah, it'd be very interesting to see how they kind of market Overwatch 2. But ultimately, I think it makes sense that they're going to decommission Overwatch 1, especially if they're putting in all these upgrades and quality of it. Qu- qu- I'm going to put quality of life upgrades in quotation marks because I don't think we really know how well the 5v5 is going to play out over the 6v6, if mm. at all. Um, but yeah, um, fuck, who knows, Grizz. There's also apparently a PvE campaign coming as well. Really? Okay. Yeah. So, Draw some people in. Yeah, I, I guess kind of get maybe the more casual players into the ecosystem as well and then probably kind of try and get them into the competitive aspect of it as well. Because there is a lot of people who probably don't, maybe like the idea of Overwatch but maybe don't want to be too competitive about it because it's a bit toxic. Yeah. But mm-hmm. Yeah. Cap, will you, uh, are you excited or will you play Overwatch 2 or is this something that you'd I'll reckon you give it a crack. I mean, it's my it's my civic duty as a um, gaming podcaster to probably give it a crack at some point, especially if it's over uh, free to play. But um, am I excited for it? Not really, (laughs) in all honesty. Um, I I don't think they've iterated enough um, on the original game, Uh, though. I think this is kind of the world we live in in terms of gaming ecosystems and trying to create games as a service these days. Is maybe you don't change too much and um you just do what you need to do to get things over the line so that you can create an ecosystem where you can sell a lot of fucking skins baby and make yeah. that cold hard cash i agree cap i think um this is like an overwatch one remastered or reimagined uh to me and i think yeah i mean if it's free to play probably download it and play it but it's I, my my personal opinion on it's not going to be anything groundbreaking cap that is going here for a cookie cutter Yep. Um, game that can Absolutely. be competitive that can stand up to those other other games like CS:GO and Valorant, etc. Um, so then they can make the spondules as Blizzard do um, off a market they haven't tapped into, mate. They've got the mobile market now, Cap. They've got the yeah. um, online massive multiplayer World of Warcraft. Yeah, they need that competitive. They need shooter. the esports to go they need with the it. Esports. That's it. Yeah. Well, where wow, esports hasn't quite made it, but you know. Anyways, all right, Grizz, we better move along because we're pushing, we're pushing time, pal. Like, okay, so. Roger, mate. Just, just fucking settle well, that's down. That's the main you. story's done, isn't it, Cap? Oh, apart from the that's couple of... Baby. That's it. Now, on the back of this topic, Grizz, uh, we've yeah. this week's Oceanic Gaming Radio poll that came out on Sunday because, well, just <laughs> sometimes that's how the dice rolls. <laughs> Dude, we copped a couple of votes on it, though. We did right. get a few votes on this one, actually. So, look, this week, guys, um, and now if you would like to vote in next, next week's OGR uh, weekly poll, we run, run, we wa- run one, I can't fucking talk, uh, every week, uh, generally on a weekend day. You'll, uh, if you follow our Twitter at twitter.com slash OGR show, uh, you follow us there, you'll find that we post a poll on the weekend at some point. It, we keep you on your toes. We never quite let you know when it's going to happen, though it should technically be on Fridays and Saturdays, but we 
just get a bit lazy sometimes. Um, but yeah, so this week's Twitter poll was Grizz. We wanted to know what people's favorite, uh, well, we said best arena shooter, but I think we're kind of just going for competitive shooters really now. I know we, <laughs> we kind of probably, um, uh, what's the word, um, offended probably a few people because uh, we, I know there's Quake and, and Unreal <laughs> fucking through, tournament yeah. and all yeah, the other ones, yeah. we get it. Um, but we're probably going more for the um, the modern ones that are kind of still being kind of touted as, you know, yeah. high paid esports. Um, so probably of, those that are that are standing up to the likes of Overwatch Two when it's released, Capo, right? Yes, you know things in the similar kind of vein. So you know, Grizz of the best. Well, we said best F, uh, arena FPS shooters of the best yep. kind of modern shooters, mm-hmm. and we go. All right, so we had CSGO. Uh, so just to say, guys, I'm pretty impressed to you. We had 22 votes in the space of less than 24 hours, so that's pretty cool. Very Thank good. you for voting. Have you voted? Uh, we had uh, Valorant down the bottom cap with 0%. What the fuck happened to, <laughs> what happened yeah. to Valorant? Zero, 0%. So we did have 22 votes, so no one voted for Valorant. No which, one voted for Valorant. You know what, Valorant. dude? I don't know anyone that plays Valorant. Yeah. Sunny movement oh, players have. Valorant cap. I know I know lots of people are playing Valorant. Maybe I'm just a fucking boomer. <laughs> maybe maybe Valorant uh maybe that's an, an untapped market for us. Maybe we need to promote two Valorant players because they're clearly not seeing our polls. Maybe we should maybe. put microtransactions in this podcast. Maybe that's Somewhere. how we, we get it over. Yeah, I'm on it. Loot boxes. Yeah. So I have... loot box. <laughs> all right well tell us tell us tell us the fuck okay all right uh csgo uh, sorry overwatch was the uh third uh bottom uh at 13.6 percent uh then it was csgo with 36 percent and then right up the top which is a much beloved franchise by many team fortress 2 taking 50 percent of the vote dude, this vote. actually really surprised me i've got to be honest yeah. I actually you thought too, Overwatch dude. might maybe go equal or something with CS:GO or something. I didn't expect Team Fortress Two, but I mean, I loved Team Fortress Two as a as a as a fucking young. A lot of people link. did, dude. The spy, so cool. You just get into the enemy and like just fuck them up. Yep, a yeah, lot of fun in it. that game. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah. So, um, guys, if you're interested, next week, uh, well, this week we normally uh, we normally put them up over the weekend, so just go and follow us on Twitter. Again, that is twitter.com slash OGR poll. Now, Grizz, the quick fire round, mate. We've, uh, we're going to go through a, a bunch of interesting gaming topics that we probably don't have an awful lot to say about, but we just wanted to bring to your attention. Uh, that's oh, yeah. what the quick fire round is. So let's quick start quick firing. We need to, we need to, get, a, we need to get a fucking western pew 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 yeah. oh that's a good idea yeah a bit of western music in the background yeah quick fire i get it yeah yeah anyways um all right grizz mortal kombat 12 has been teased by the johnny cage voice actor dano 299 will be very hyped up about this one capo Our good friend dano 299 is going to be mm-hmm. stoked yeah so it looks like uh i mean nether realm the developers of the mortal kombat uh, gaming series uh they have neither denied or confirmed any plans but it seems <laughs> like uh the voice actor mr andrew bowen treated a video on monday of himself mm. uh on the warrior warner brothers studio lot um with some uh mortal Kombat arcade music playing in the background and him doing some Cat. stuff this is not the first time this has happened in the last couple of weeks. We had old mate from Death Stranding fucking giveaway number two as well. Like, yeah. These but actors. The, the, the funny thing is this one was actually pulled down. 
<laughs> was it? I think so. Yeah. Um, so I think maybe he wasn't supposed to do that, um, but he was maybe trying to be cryptic, but then obviously was very non-cryptic. Um, wow. You know, if you're the Johnny Cage voice actor and you fucking show yourself and have the Mortal Kombat music play in the background, I think people are probably going to start thinking. Yeah. And connecting some know. dots, mate. Okay. Mm-hmm. Not very cryptic. You should have put a fucking cipher on your Instagram and, and had like some random characters and stuff and like wingdings or something. And, and people had to try and figure out what it meant. Um, anyways, <laughs> bit of an idea for next time. So there you go. All right, Grizz next uh, July's PlayStation plus essential games is leaked. So yeah, um, PlayStation plus are still doing um, free games every month for the, buy, the initial buy-in tier. Um, so you can, you can sign up to get those games every month. Now, what do we got Grizz? We've got Crash Bandicoot 4, It's About Time, Dark Pictures, Man of Medan, and Arcadegedegon. Arcadegedegon. Arcadegedegon, yep. Yep, don't know what the fuck um, that is. But, but Cap, you can get I'll em. tell you what, fucking Crash Bandicoot 4 is a cracker of a game, mate, as a freebie. Is that Real the good. new one? Yeah, that's the re. It's the re. Uh, I believe it's the remake or the remaster. Shit. I think it is. I'll have to mm. cra- grab that. That's actually pretty cool. It's a good one. Um, yeah, I haven't played it yet. Still, I don't know. I do like Crash games, but I've just I haven't been in the mood to play it for a fair while. So, um, I've I've also heard the dark pictures of man, uh, the dark pictures man of Medan. I've heard that's pretty good. It's a like a, a horror kind of thriller psychological game. So, yeah, that's pretty good. The uh, arcade again if i know what that is mate that, that looks yeah. fucking weird um, that's a bit weird doesn't it someone give yeah. it a crack and, and tweet at us um on twitter and tell us what you think do it i'll do give it. you a i'll come to your house and give you a high five if you do that so absolutely i'll yep. i'll um i'll i'll allow it all right grizz new elden ring update is teased by from software boss um oh my god which boss was it was it Margit, or was it um, someone else? <laughs> <laughs> Got him, yeah, buddy. That's sick. <laughs> uh, okay, no, not that kind of boss. Someone who pays your salary. Um, this is cool, Cap, because they basically said in this article that they are going to continue to bring out content free for their one-cost game, Activision Blizzard, you bloody idiots. Wait, this is so how it's gonna, supposed to be. You won't pay for the DLC? Oh well, no. You'll pay for the DLC, but I mean, oh. look what they've done so far. They just—they seem to be just keep, you know, keep paying this attention, mate. Just fix the bugs, tweak bits and pieces, fix quest lines and story and bits and pieces. But basically, this article went on to say that um, since the new patch, uh, there's been continuous updates, and it's something they're not going to stop doing moving forward. So it's not a release and forget. Mad dogs. Oh, yeah. um, it's going to be, yeah, something that uh, just keeps on happening. So it's, it's kind of cool. Good yeah. on them. They made the yeah. money cap, didn't they? So, Well, absolutely, mate. I still kind of find it kind of funny that um, they released the game with these quests and NPCs that just didn't have their like quests flagged properly and just didn't do anything. So a lot of people's did, first playthrough was just missing shit. <laughs> just, just quickly, did you see the data mine uh, into the um, merchant quest cap? Uh, I Did you see that? Uh, rejig my memory. Apparently, there someone data mined that there was a very in-depth quest which didn't get implemented into yes. the game. So I believe the guy you met at the start of the game was supposed to go underground with you or something. Yeah. 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 Well, could be something for next time. 
Oh, yeah, there baby. All right, Pokemon Go gets a brand new anti-cheat system, Grizz. Now, in the um, in the run sheet here, mate, you've linked the actual recording run sheet itself somehow. So I got quite oh, yeah. confused. I thought I was going down right. a fucking black hole of just information. I didn't know what was going on. I swear I updated that because I saw myself do that. I thought I fixed it up, but maybe it, maybe I didn't. Um, yeah, okay, I, I haven't. I haven't got it either. Well, anyway, new anti-cheat system for Fortnite. Um, I don't know how much of an issue that is. Maybe it is an issue. Um, but it's supposed to fix some of the some of the issues that people have with cheaters. I know that this is a ho- very hot topic cap for the Modern Warfare um, series with, with cheaters in general, ruining games to the point where you saw, you know, bigger streamers like Tim the Tatman and a few others uh, turn away from that game for a little while. So I think implementing good anti-cheat systems in in these games is pretty important absolutely i think people are doing a lot of like location spoofing to try and get rare pokemon and and do raid battles and stuff so i think um they initially tried to roll something out a while back that um was accidentally banning players that were you know normal players not not hackers and stuff so um yeah it seems like they've um they're they're bringing out this new and improved anti-cheat system to um you know preserve the the ecosystem of the game, which is great. All right, now that one's we've already done. Grizz Blade Runner remake looks like complete dog shit. That is the hey. title of this one. <laughs> I, I I actually have no idea what this is about, Grizz. I've I've not looked at this at all. Um, apparently it's quite cryptic, Cat. But essentially, what happened uh, was someone was crowdfunding a remake of um, Blade Runner, <clears throat> and right. It got shut down because they were uh, releasing an official one, which apparently has come out with some trailers and bits and pieces, and it looks oh. like shit. So they compare. Oh right, okay, that makes a lot of sense. So they, I, I, I'm looking at this comparison video, and it looks like they're comparing the one that was supposed to come out, or the original, and the new, mm. and the other one. It looks, yeah, it does look quite garbo.com. <laughs> Yeah, um, it does not look yeah. modern at all. It almost looks like PlayStation One graphics, like the uh, polygons and whatnot in their cap. Yeah, even some of the animation cycles look really fucked up. But mm. <laughs> anyway, I never played it. Did you play it? I didn't play. No, it. I didn't. But it does look like complete dog shit. So I guess I'll continue to not play it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, a couple more here, Grizz. Uh, Microsoft has confirmed a shortage of Xbox controllers. Looks like there's um, some pretty major supply disruptions. Uh, not great timing, Grizz, because they did recently open up their controller, make it yourself kind of buy a bear or build a bear like Ooh. controller shop mm-hmm, mm-hmm. recently. So, uh, not to mention the fluffy, uh, the fluffy Sonic controller. Was that Xbox or PlayStation? Can't remember. Uh, that cursed controller. We don't talk about in this podcast. <laughs> <mate>. <laughs> uh, but yes, yeah, so you cannot really. It's, it's difficult to find a uh, an in stock PlayStation controller. So. You might have to do a little bit of hunting if you're in the market. Now, the final one we wanted to talk about, Grizz, was Fall Guys goes free to play. And it's on Switch. Yeah. Um, huge for the game, in my opinion, Cap. Um, yep. <clears throat> my daughter's downloaded it and playing it on the Switch. And I have heard yep. from people that are in the know with Fall Guys that the new season is fantastic. Um, and apparently it's bringing a lot of new pl- new players coming to play the wow. game. Looks like it, mate. They've d- they had 20 million... Um, active users in the first 48 hours of going free to play. There you go. Well, I've so, reinstalled yeah. it um, because I wanted to see whether I could play cross-play with uh, my daughter on the Switch. Turns out you can't, <clears throat> so slightly disappointed, but still, it's cool. God, that's lame. I hope that we can kind of bridge this, like, you know, cross-play gap sooner rather than later because it's just fucking lame, man. 
Mm. Get it together, devs. Well, it's mostly like PlayStation and stuff, but anyways, we'll get there one day. Anyways, thank you so much for listening, everyone. We bloody appreciate you. We hope that you've enjoyed this particular episode of the Oceanic Games Radio Podcast. We do apologize for any technical difficulties we've been experiencing recently. We are working on uh the uh fixes um and uh yep, we're we'll firing pavs, to iterate. are we Cap. yeah so pav's gone this is pav's last show so um you know <laughs> send him the flowers to uh my address and i'll pass them along um but yeah we appreciate you firstly we just wanted to thank all of our patreons for continuing to support us financially um it's much appreciated um and uh yeah thank you for continuing to do so um, if you would like to become a Patreon, you just check out the podcast description. You can help uh, donate towards keeping this podcast alive. Um, and if you don't want to donate, you don't have to. You can simply just consume the media, consume it in podcast form or on Twitch every Monday night from t- about 7 p.m. AWST. You can find us live on twitch.tv slash Oceanic Gaming Radio. Come and say good day. Come and jump in the chat, talk a bit of shit, tell Cajun Runt he's a fucking idiot. Come and say good day to Ho and Honey, rest of the gang. Come and say good day. Come say good day. Good day, good day. Other than that, we've got a Discord server. You can find the details for that in, uh, well, if you're in chat, you'll you'll find it there. Uh, Mm -hmm. If you're in podcast form, I'm sure you'll find it in the description. Um, And as we say every week, one and all, uh, please just go and tell one other person about this podcast. It would be a huge help if you could help us expand, expand our reaches. Um, it'd be great. Um, if you can just tell one person, your mum, your dad, your nan, uh, don't care who it is. I'm sure they're going to love it. They're going to love all the swearing we do. We're brilliant. Um, but yeah, finally, we're going to be um, taking a break next week whilst Pav moves house. Uh, we do apologize for that as well. Oh, maybe. Okay. He's, he's kind of, he's kind of, you know, we'll, we'll do a run sheet up and we'll see how we go. Um, check it out. Yeah. We'll see how we go. So don't count your chickens on that <clears> one. Um, or your hens. I can't remember how that one goes. <laughs> Anyway, all right. But yeah, thank you one and all for being here again. Appreciate you. Got any final words, Pav and Gris? No? All right. Thank you so much. Appreciate you. Take care and good night or good day. read Kazi's comment my grandma likes pav best can you fucking believe that i like pav best as well i bought her a team <laughs> pav shirt <laughs>